This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? What up? We have got a very, very fun show coming up. And not, not a fun topic because it's about people being released. Um, but Denise tells her stories about double or nothing. Here is the show. Little Miss Verified, Dark Mode on Twitter, Denise Alcedo. How's it going? I was like, where is he going with this, Little Miss Sunshine? <laughs> when you said <laughs> Little Miss, I was like, Little Miss Sunshine? I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, no, no. You're Little Miss Verified on Twitter now. Finally. I mean, it took <laughs> long enough, I feel. Um, How long did it take? Well, no, like in terms of like, even before I was thinking, I was like, I should probably be verified, but I didn't really like look into it. And I was, th- I, I don't know. I figured that it would one day just magically appear. So then I finally, they came out with the verification process. So I submit it and it wasn't, it was a little confusing at first where I was kind of like looking at like the categories because they have categories. And I was like, well, I kind of fall into a bunch of these. So I ended up just picking one, submitting. And I was like, yeah. No, nothing comes easy in my life. So they're totally going to reject me because I just figured that's like what happens in life. So I just decided not to even care about it. And so I'm sleeping in and then I wake up and I was like, ah, and there's like a little notification says, congratulations, you're verified. I was like, what? So I came (laughs) in and I was like, oh, cool, I'm verified. But I was like literally half asleep. But I kept thinking that if I logged off my account, that I was going to come back in and it was going to be gone. But no, now I'm verified. Uh, And I thought I was more different. 
Yeah, and Twitter bullied you into using dark mode, which I am still, I'm fighting the good fight. I don't care what Sean has to say. I ain't doing it. So, you know, what's funny about that is that I, um, I always had dark mode on Instagram. So on my Instagram account, I always had dark mode and I've had it for like forever, but for some reason I never did it on Twitter. And then like once everybody was like, oh, get on dark mode. I was like, oh, so then I just like posted up my tweet. I was like, everybody bullied me into getting dark mode. <laughs> <laughs> but it got so much interaction. You, a lot of people have opinions about this. Oh, I know. I mean, like ZJ is like, enjoy being blind by 45. I will say uh, ZJ and I've done it and I've worked you. So who's the real victor here? <laughs> you, me, the guy that won, but is also blind or you that didn't get what you want. <laughs> I'm the true winner here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. a lot of people were very, very like shocked about the whole. I know, yeah. I didn't know it was a thing. I did I not know it was either. a thing. I didn't either. I just felt like, well, to each their own, because there's people that have like the blue light filter on too, and I think I think mine is on actually, or or I don't even remember. I think I have it on because I lower all my brightness settings, especially like on Netflix. So I don't know. It's just everybody has their preferences. That's all I say. Right. Well, let's talk about uh, our big news story of the week. Um, and it's this one came as a, a bit of a surprise, I suppose. Like uh, Sean had tweeted out, uh, like they put up a Fight Force Select report that there were going to be some releases coming and some of the names were going to be surprising. I think some of these names that we got, we talked about this when we did our breaking news episode, that some of these were, weren't a huge surprise, but some of them, i.e. Braun Strowman, was a massive, massive surprise. Like a guy that was just in the like most recent pay-per-view main event for the title was fighting Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. Um, I suppose, first off, I mean, you've, you've talked about it on other shows as well, but just to get it in case anyone hasn't heard your thoughts on this, what did you, what did you make of these, uh, the, this new batch of releases? So I'll start off with Braun Strowman. The Braun Strowman one was definitely the most shocking one, but immediately it was kind of like two things. So you're shocked that, hey, they're letting go of Braun Strowman, somebody who they can do so much with, uh, especially because you look at him and he screams WWE. Like that's somebody who you would imagine that they would want on their roster always. And especially going back into live crowds that uh, Braun is somebody that I think, uh, you know, kids could get excited about families could get excited about it, it's just somebody that i think people can get excited about fans and all so that's one thing and then so i was really shocked about braun Strowman. the one i was second most shocked about was lana and the reason for that was because lana she no matter what they always found something for her no matter what it was whether it be those marriage angles or she's a lesbian or whatever the hell the case may be they always found something for for her and so i kind of felt bad i think i felt the most bad for lana because i you know she, by no means is she you know becky lynch in the ring or anything like that right but she worked hard she worked oh, hard yeah. and like i didn't know how else to say it but like she, the way lana looks she doesn't gotta work that hard but she did work that hard <laughs> let's be real okay and she you know, she wasn't, you know, like I said, she wasn't great in the ring, but she every single time you could tell she was improving. One of the things that I, a comment that I was thinking, and I didn't make this on the air on the Raw post show, but I was thinking it while I was watching Raw and her match, this is her last match in the company, which 
who would have known? Well, I was thinking, I was like, you know what it is about? What's interesting about Lana is that when she goes in there and she wrestles, it's almost like she's getting all the moves done, right? But she does them in slow motion, which I thought was kind of oh, yeah. funny. But in a way, like, I, I respect that because she went out of the way to, you know, improve her skills. And not only that, she also, like, built a, um, she also built, like, a brand for herself outside of you know outside of tv she has all of the all of the instagram stuff she's constantly posting on tiktok like the girl actually cares about what she's doing and immediately i thought back to uh, there was a picture that she posted on social media recently when uh i got it might have been wrestlemania or something where they had where they had a crowd and she posted a selfie and she was crying because all the fans were chanting Lana and she hadn't heard fans chant Lana in a really long time. And I just thought, man, that is so sad. And there's there's other things where I'm like, I, I wouldn't have let go of Lana. Let's just leave it at that. And then also, um, so the third that I was most shocked about was Aleister Black. And more so because if they would have said this a couple months ago when nobody was seeing him, hey, he's been released. Then I would have been like, all right, he's been released. I think we all saw this coming. But the fact that they had the whole dark tales of the Dark Father, I mean, I personally was not a fan of it. I thought it sucked and I hated it every week. But still, I didn't want the guy to lose his job. I mean, at the end of the day, they were still doing something with him. And it's just surprising because uh, him giving the black mask to Big E was the closing end of SmackDown. And now he's uh you know gone and they gave him that new entrance and then he even talked about having new music uh buddy murphy i think i still call him buddy murphy but uh murphy i feel bad and i actually think that well i don't feel bad for him because i do think that out of all of these people he's gonna probably be the wild card in all of this where i do think he's gonna be one of the top indie stars and making the most money outside of you know wwe so I do think that he's going to go off and do something better. Uh, I think there, uh, I think that he's a great athlete, and I don't think they scratched the surface with him. And I do feel bad that his last story, his last major storyline was the one that he was with. Yeah. Santana Gary, I hate to say it, but they didn't do nothing with her. So I was not shocked at all. Yeah, it was the Murphy one was really funny as well because Ollie um, was getting his hair cut when this news broke, and then he came back and he was he came onto our live broadcast that we were doing, and he was like, "Guys, are you sure that Buddy Murphy is being released?" And we were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It says so on the WWE website. And he's like, "I'm reading it. I'm not seeing Buddy Murphy." And then it took a little one. He's like, "Oh, it's because he's just called Murphy." Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, now I see the name, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I made the exact same thing because so I couldn't find a picture of him on WWE.com because I kept searching for Buddy Murphy and was getting no results. <laughs> I never went over and switched to Buddy Murphy. Also, I forgot Ruby Rye. I was like, wait, I counted five. I'm missing one more. Uh, Ruby, too. I mean, it sucks because they could have definitely done something with the Riot Squad, as we all know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see her down at Impact or something. But I'm looking on the bright side of this, and the only bright side of this is they might, might actually do something with Liv Morgan now. But then I just don't know anymore. Yeah, poor old Liv Morgan. It was funny. So, I mean, it's not funny because it's, it's awful business. Um, Stephanie Chase of Wrestling Daily, um, she interviewed Liv Morgan on that day. 
like the day of the releases and that Liv Morgan was like I'm so excited for our team so excited for all the plans that we've got for for me and Ruby working together and then you know it's like an hour or so later Ruby Riot gets released I must have been heartbreaking for all of them and apparently like from what Sean was saying Ruby was loved backstage really 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 well respected and loved backstage she is we had a, a chat on our the live show that we did when we broke the news or we broke the news when we were talking about the breaking news um and someone said like you know roh have got their women's tournaments and they're doing like a real like maria canales is doing we had her on this show she is doing a very big push to try and like reinvigorate roh's women's division you want to get Heidi Lovelace into that. That's uh, Ruby Wright. You want to get a name like her, like even Santana Garrett, I think you can do some really, really good stuff with uh, in that. But like Ruby Wright as a name, as Heidi Lovelace, she has got to be like the one that everyone is after. Like uh, Ring of Honor are going to be one after her. Impact have got such a great women's division. They're going to want to bring her in as well. I'd imagine that AEW are looking to bring her in. She has probably got a, a massive amount of offers sat on the table waiting for her. Well, she's, I think she's one of those people that she really was nice to everybody on her way up. So a lot of people remember that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's funny. So SP3 mentioned on Wrestling Daily that he thinks the Braun Strowman would be a great fit in New Japan. And he got massive amounts of heat for it being like, what are you talking about? New Japan's the work rate place and this, that and the other. But like, the more I think about it, you go back to when Braun was so over in WWE during like the, the all the Roman Reigns stuff, the I'm not finished with you, get these hands. Like before they turned him into a cartoon clown with winning tag belts with the kids and Monster in the Bank and all that sort of stuff. When he was like, and the, the heel turn, I think really derailed him, ironically, given his choo-choo train stuff. Um, but like, do, where do you where do you see Braun going next? Well, you know what? He stole my tweet because I tweeted that. <laughs> a lo- I tweeted that right away when um when Braun Strowman was released. So you know what? I don't appreciate anybody stealing my opinions or my thoughts. <laughs> She's verified on Twitter, damn yeah, it. Show exactly. us her respect. Exactly. I actually tweeted that and I put there that I, I actually think Braun Strowman would be pretty amazing in, in New Japan just because they do have a history of turning those big WWE men into, you know, pretty decent, decent workers. And you can think of guys like A-Train is just one example of that. Oh, yeah. uh, Tomko. And so I put that on my tweet. So I said it first. <laughs> um, but seriously, though, I, I don't know what is going to happen with Braun Strowman because personally, I do not think that AEW needs Braun Strowman. They already have Miro. They have Lance Archer. I don't necessarily think that. Uh, he's one of those people where I'd be like, dude, don't miss the boat on him. Come on, get him, get him, get him. I, I don't necessarily feel like that with AEW and Braun Strowman. I, I think out of the recent, these batch of releases for AEW, um, the only person that I can see them really picking up and actually doing something with is Lana. Like that, Oh, you mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, realistically, I think that, because Braun Strowman, I don't think they need him. Uh, Alistair Black, I think he would just get lost in the shuffle of talent that they already have. Same thing with Murphy. Um, Ruby Riot, I just feel like, I don't know. I have, I have a, I have a, a, a feeling that she'll end up someplace like Impact or like you even mentioned Ring of Honor. Uh, I think it would be smart of AEW to get Ruby Riot because again, they need more women. But um, 
And then I don't know much about where San- where I think Santana Garrett would end up. And then who am I missing? Am I missing somebody? Who am I missing? No, no, no. You, you, you oh, have the, the six like, there. I was like, who am I missing? <laughs> um, no, no, you had the six yeah. there. But so, I, yeah, I agree with you. Actually. I like, think it would be Lana. Yeah, someone did message us. Like, they left a comment on the, the, the video that we did when the news came out being that, like, you know, uh, the name AEW came up a lot when we're talking about Alistair Black. You know, all the promotions came up. Like, Impact came up and Ring Upon Her. And someone said that, you know, we talk about, like, WWE's bloated roster because they hoarded talents and they've spent the last five years just signing every single name that they possibly could so that they wouldn't go anywhere else and that is why we're now in a position where all of them are getting released um that AEW like are in a I don't want to say a similar position but they have got a lot of names signed you and I talked about this when we were talking about Andrade like if Andrade went over to AEW would there be a place for him like where does Andrade fit in that AEW landscape currently I do think that they have a lot of talent. And I think at some point, Tony is probably going to have to uh, trim the rock. Draw a line. Bit and- Just draw a line. Just being like, you know what? We don't need anyone else. I know we've got a second show coming up. And maybe like the second show will be the impetus to bring in some some more names. But at this point, like what Tony was saying previously was that second show is going to allow the talent that aren't currently getting onto Dynamite time to shine. So do you right. want to just sign a bunch of names that then just going to overshadow all of those names? Right. And I'm sure there's certain talents. And obviously, like without mentioning any names, I do feel like there are some that I kind of feel We've already seen everything we can get out of them, and I don't necessarily see anything else there. So I would probably, I would probably swap out a few people if if, if I'm being realistic. And hey, I don't know, businessman, it's business. Yeah. Like Alice, Alistair Black or Tommy End, you know, he um he's a name that people were just like, ah, oh, he could go to AEW, walk straight into the door and be a star there. I, I agree that he could do, but I do, I, I'm going to always bring up the, the the bloated roster point and saying that AEW, I think AEW have too many people at this point. They don't need to keep like signing all of the talent when it's available. But he is a name that I could definitely see going back to the European scene and doing a lot of work back in, in England, which is where he like made a huge name for himself back in, in Germany. Going to WXW, he could make a really, really good, like, good, you know, good living for himself there. He doesn't have to stick around in in uh, the, the North in North America. He could do a lot of stuff back in Europe. So I could definitely see him going down that route. Buddy Murphy is a guy, though, that I could see working to get into AEW because he has said he wants to work with Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega has said, I really want to work with Buddy Murphy. So... I would imagine that those two will probably be trying to work some together. Whether that happens in AEW is a different matter. AEW was the open door. It's the, the forbidden doors knocked down. They could do that match in various places. They could do that in AAA. Uh, they could do that um, uh, elsewhere. They could do it in Impact. He is a guy that would do so well in Impact. He would have a killer time in Impact. And, like Braun, would have a banging time in new japan going it straight into that like he doesn't have to he could go start in that light heavyweight division in the super junior stuff and then progress from there and get into the never open weight get into that intercontinental title picture the sky's the limit for someone like buddy murphy particularly if he goes to someone like new japan exactly i think he's really going to be the one that i think probably reaps the most rewards from this now in regards to braun Strowman, though i feel i feel no, 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 I don't feel. I wonder. I no, I hope not. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to get my words here. I hope, <laughs> I feel, I wonder, I hope not. <laughs> okay. Um, I hope he doesn't go the ride back route where he like overprices himself yeah. and all of that. 
that is also another possibility and i hope he doesn't go that direction but i did i did stop and think about that for a minute and it's like i think he's one of those people i think mainly because i don't know how much do you know about broad Strowman and who he is like you know in real life i don't really know his character in terms of like does he have like is he the kind of guy that you think would take you know a massive pay cut and just you know make the round yeah. work hard and you know all of that or is he gonna again go the ride back route where it's just like money 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 i don't know yeah and it, and it doesn't really work out i, I mean i don't know because he was making a massive amount of money in wwe so like you over know the story million, is apparently over a million yeah like the report is like he was making bank in that place because when his contract was up in 2019 he knew his value and he knew that WWE really wanted him. He knew there was competition out there. So he played WWE into getting as much as he possibly could do. And he got a huge amount of money out of that. He got pretty much every single thing that he asked for. So, I, I mean, Mick Foley, I think, was saying that, like, because, yeah, you know, Braun, I think, he said, like, you might not need to work. But, like, you know, Mick Foley was like, hey, if you, unless you're set for life, you probably will need to work at some point. And... I would like to think that he's smart enough to know that he's not going to be able to walk into somewhere like New Japan or AEW or, or Impact or Ring of Honor and be like, by the way, I also want a million here and I want these dates off and I want to do this. I don't know if he could command that kind of clout, but I I would like to think that he has got some beans about him to know that he can get a good price and he will make a heck of a lot of money if he's smart about this and not, as you say, ride back himself and outprice himself in the market. Well, here now, okay, now that we're talking prices too, you know who else I think is going to make money in terms of like outside of wrestling? Definitely it's going to be Lana on this one because think oh, of like yes. all of like the endorsements. Think of the things she had to say no to as she was with WWE. Who knows yep. what those things were? And now she can say yes. And so I think that she's going to be one of those people that if she plays it smart, that she'll, she'll definitely like – I don't know, like the prices for these like influencers. And I mean, it is sky freaking high. Like you can make so much money off of just like one post that it is absolutely yep. insane. And then also, um, oh my gosh, I was about to say something. I completely forgot. I think it was about Braun Strowman. Oh, you were saying something and I, I was going to bring it up and then I forgot. Yeah, I was going to say, just on that Lana point, you're absolutely bang on the money there, um, literally and figuratively. Like, she makes an incredible amount of money from endorsements. And so, like, she, you know, people could say, oh, well, let's get away EW and she can reunite with Miro and maybe do that act again, which I think would be fun. I think that would be a pretty good thing to be doing. But, like, man, she could just do Instagram stuff. She could literally just make money off her Instagram, off her TikTok, and never work in wrestling ever again. But going by what she has done in WWE in the last few years of trying to prove that she is more than just I am Lana Rusev crush, I think she'll want to stick with wrestling. I think she'll want to go out there and prove to the world that she is as good as she thinks she can be. Yeah, I think, I don't know, but I do definitely think that outside money-wise, she'll be perfectly fine. And who knows, like, what else she'll, like, you know, there's so many different means now, especially when you have such a large following of things that one can do. So that is very interesting, too. And here's here's the thing that I'm also curious about, and I don't know if you guys touched on this already, but it's interesting that they're bringing in Eva Marie on this because she's doing the whole like influencer type of deal. And I'm thinking to myself, they could have easily gone that way with Lana. Yeah. If you yeah, think yeah, probably. It, it 
really could have gone that way with Lana too. So I was thinking about that and I kind of thought like, man, I really do think they missed an opportunity with her there in terms of like, just like having a personality period. I do think that Lana would have thrived in that role. Yeah, she would have done. I think they kind of tried it a little bit because like her gimmick, she was the dancing gimmick for a little bit. So she kind of had the, the, the because like Vince loves this Emelina gimmick that he never got to do. So he tried it with Emelina. It didn't work there. Then he moved it to Eve Marie. Then she left, moved it to Lana. Didn't work there. Moved it to Liv Morgan when she was doing those promos from the bath. Didn't work there either. And then he's moved it to um, Carmella and Carmella did it for a little bit uh, late last year. And then they just dropped it there and they just moved it back to Eve Marie again. Um, so yeah, so I, I wouldn't say they've tried it with Lana and then I don't think it. they tried it the way that they're presenting it now or packaging it now with, um, cause you can argue that Frankie Monet is doing something similar, but it's mm -hmm. totally yeah, yeah. based on the vignettes that we're seeing with Eva Marie. It's supposed to be something different where like you have Frankie Monet, who's like the bougie Hollywood starlet type, but then you're supposed to have Eva Marie, who is essentially based off what we've seen off the vignettes is supposed to be like the, I work hard to make things happen type of person. Yeah. Fun fact for you. I learned what the word bougie meant. Actually, no, I was about to say I learned. I don't really know what it means. I, I still don't really you know, know what, what it means. bougie means? Not really. It's like, well, it's 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 like somebody that that is, I'm trying to find a way to explain it. <laughs> you're, so, you're so like fancy, but like, ah, like, like you're like, I'm trying to explain it. Sorry. <laughs> you, what you were about to say then, you're so fancy, you're just bougie. Well, bougie is not it's a little bit more like uh, rude than <laughs> to say like oh you're fancy okay you're fancy but it's like oh you're bougie like <laughs> he's just somebody that's very like i think like height maintenance ish but like in a bad way but not necessarily it doesn't come across as disrespectful at least when i, I say it i don't know because other people i feel use it in different ways so i think it depends <laughs> A lot of people are saying here it means posh, posh, yeah, it's posh, bougie is posh, posh, yeah, posh. Okay, fair enough. Thank you very much. But I like didn't really more know what it scandalous, meant. though, I think. <laughs> scandalous. Posh was a little scandalous. I, I don't, okay, that's it. I just know that I know how to use it <laughs> and when to apply it. You, Luke, are not bougie. Oh, but I didn't think I was. I really did not think I was. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant, but I knew I was not it. I can be bougie a bunch of times, okay? Like, you don't know real life Denise Salcedo. <laughs> Hollywood Salcedo, Little Miss Verified. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, Darren Lloyd, let's see what you have to say about this. So we've had a bunch of ultra chats in about this. Uh, Darren Lloyd. Oh, they'll be coming. Uh, no, Darren I'm Lloyd. More bossy than bougie. I'll just be real. Darren Lloyd said, with the last cuts, WWE only has 15 current and former world champions. That's still a boatload of champions, man. Like, that's 15? That's loads. Uh, Roman, Bobby, Orton, AJ, Kofi, Drew, Ray, Dolph, Jinder, Jeff Hardy, Seamus, Fiend, Seth, Orton. Uh, sorry, I said that. Miz and Owens. Um, who could WWE use in the mid card as potential title challenges? Um, I mean, AJ's right there. Like, I know you're doing tag stuff with him at the moment, but also he's right there. Like AJ <laughs> should be someone who is like not getting pinned by Jackson Riker on TV. Like he should be someone who is WWE champion challenger AJ Styles. Still having the matches while he can before, especially because he's has been saying that he's planning on retiring at some Ooh. point. So I do think that uh utilize him while you can. Absolutely. Yeah, could not agree more. Um, Michael Rivera said, um, Braun Strowman can go to AEW because Henry is now there and he was the reason he signed with WWE. Henry always said that Strowman could be a megastar with the right booking. He can also get the impact and do uh, like Mike Morrissey and Cass uh, be freshened up. It, yeah, whether impact, like, was what we're going back to with the Braun Strowman, it's whether or not he can do the money deal with impact because impact's not exactly flush with cash like that they could spend it on like this isn't like tna in 20 or 2009 when they were just like ah oh, dixie card's got an open checkbook and we're just going to sign sting for you know 1.5 million or wherever it was i yeah we need to be sensible with that thank you i remember what i was going to say earlier oh finally okay remember where you were talking about money and the deal mm -hmm. that they offered Braun Strowman. do you remember when wwe was like giving people like insane amount of money when they really didn't have to bam yep. There you go. We're finally seeing the like effects of what they did during that period where did they really have to offer him the whole buttload of money that they did? I mean, we don't know the actual amount just yet, but I'm just going to say I don't think they necessarily had to actually offer it to him. There. Uh, Michael Rivera. Michael Rivera adds <laughs> the Black can go to New Japan and face Akada and likely be in the G1 because that's after his 90 days. Murphy is clearly AEW bound because it's Kenny's dream match over anyone in WWE when he was there. RP Degnan said, Sad to see Ruby go. I always felt the entirety of the Riot Squad had potential as a dominant unit. They all had good looks, strong personalities. Shame all WWE wants to do was make them lose three on one or uh, three versus one all the time. Never over TLC 2018 versus Natalia. Yeah, like, I mean, Liv Morgan's the last one standing of the Riot Squad. Also, now with Ruby Riot gone and Lana gone, there are three teams in the women's tag team division. Three teams in the women's tag team divisions. D dear, dear Lord. 
I, I, oh. no, sorry, te- technically four with Lily because they're going to win the tag belts. Oh, no, <laughs> Luke, don't do this to me. I was like, who's four? It's not me freaking Lily. Jeff Mancini says, I genuinely want to see Ruby and Tommy and get an impact. The match you opportunities are insane. Hold on. You know what makes me mad about this freaking Lily? Okay, they're selling the doll, right? Are they really? Well, of are course they, they are. I mean, it would make sense. It would it would make sense to do so. I don't know if they're selling the doll. I, I haven't gone on WWE shop in a while. Anyway, so <laughs> um, what makes me mad about Lily is that she's not even ugly cute. She's just no. ugly. They could have at least made the doll ugly cute, where I'd be like, "Oh, she's so ugly. It's so cute." But they just made it ugly. Who's gonna want to buy Lily? Uh, update least- then update they're not selling the doll thank yet thank you thank you okay yeah they should have i'm sorry but they need to rework lily and make her at least to where i can see some kids wanting to buy her i'm sorry but i can't see lily selling like hotcakes just yet because she's not cute i mean if it won't be kids buying it it'll be adults that are buying it oh oh <laughs> i don't know how, i don't know i just think lily's ugly i'm sorry i think they could have come up with an ugly i think you're i think you're supposed to think it's ugly though no but ugly cute do you not know ugly cute when something <laughs> of course ugly. i know what ugly cute is look at me <laughs> look that is so mean why would you say that about yourself that oh it's so fine <laughs> all right well there you go that's what i'm trying to get at lily should be ugly cute <laughs> like luca <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Mancini said uh, I genuinely want to see Ruby and Tommy and get it impact the match opportunities are insane but part of me kind of has a few AEW wrestlers I want to see them go against no matter what they deserve all of the spotlight Rangers Mayhem said the release talents will land on their feet with better companies pray for the call-ups that will get bad creative uh, can I on you, uh, get your opinion on the Billy Corgan comments on how other promotions can bring WWE to a knee on Busted Open oh, I haven't heard those yet I haven't heard that yet, but it's Billy Corgan. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I no mean, it comment. is Billy Corgan, though. <laughs> I have no comment, man. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I love, I love smashing pumpkins. Yeah, well, who doesn't? Who doesn't love smashing that, pumpkins? It's one of my favorite hobbies. I don't think NWA is bringing WWE down to their knees anytime soon. <laughs> Uh, the mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hey, Dan. Lovely to have you uh, in the chat. Right? Now that was a little bougie. <laughs> uh, said, hey, guys, uh, how are you feeling? Here's where I think people can go. Braun to AEW. Mark Henry did discover him. Tommy End. There it is. WXW and Europe. It's the first promotion he mentioned after his firing. Uh, Murphy could go to New Japan. Lana TV and movies with AEW dates. Ruby to AEW. Santana Garrett to Impact. I think a lot of that completely makes sense. Uh, Tim Jett said, hey, guys, hope you're doing well. Uh, I saw a tweet about Braun going to NWA, and I would love that a lot. They need big draws for their shows. Murphy, though, he could lighten up some he could light up some stadiums in New Japan Ring of Honor. Actually, oh, MLW. That's another place that I didn't think to mention me. You're absolutely bang on the money there. Um, Dan Deer Dex, just want to say thank you, Luke. My partner, Katie, got a cameo from you today for my divorce. Uh, question. Yeah, I got uh, I got to wish someone happy nine years since their divorce. Uh, that was oh, very, are very- you serious? I was like, wait, how does this work? I was like, what do you mean a divorce? 
Yeah, yeah. They were celebrating nine years since he got divorced. And now him and his partner, Katie, are moving on with their life. So it's very, it's that good news amazing. for them. Oh, I yeah, love that. Really I nice. can't ima- man, I can't imagine. That's, that's awesome because I can't imagine doing that. Like, I feel like if I were to, like, break up. Like, when all my exes, like, they, they like, died the day the relationship. <laughs> 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 they fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> Never to oh. be seen again. I hope this show never ends. Um, <laughs> Dendartex. Sorry. Anyway, thank you, Dendart. Thank you so much for uh, booking me on that cameo. Uh, question for you both. Can you see Strowman going back to being a strong man? Tommy End going back to ECW before signing to one of the big companies. Uh, 100% ICW. Yeah, the strongman competitions. That was something that Braun could really make some money in. I'm curious. Does Braun have any interest in acting? Is that like a thing? I don't know, actually. Because I was thinking, too, I, I, I was like, because I, I told my fiance this. I was like, yeah, do you think Braun will go into, like, TV and movies? He's like, well, he's not Batista. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, he's still big. I'm like, yeah, he's not Batista, but he's still big. Hey, dude, Kurgan got acting roles. Like, Kurgan got, like, some real big roles, actually. He made, he made a name for himself in movies. I feel like Braun, if he applied himself and, like, did the right things, I'm sure he can get a couple of, like, roles. Like, who doesn't want, like, some big guy going raw on their TV? <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, I, I mean, I remember when me and my friend went to go see Pacific Rim, and at one point he just tapped me on the shoulder and was like, is that freaking Kurgan? I was like, oh my God, it is Kirkin. Hey, is there a wrestler that like you always went to go watch their movies? Oh yeah, The Rock. Like early <laughs> doors. Because like, right, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about like the, like the start of like Rock's movie career. So like when he was doing Scorpion King and Walking Tall and Welcome to the Jungle, me and my friends, because we were still big wrestling fans, we were like, we got to go to every single one of Rock's movies and support him on his Hollywood journey. Like we, we felt like it was our duty to support him. Okay, aside from The Rock, because as soon as the question came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, he's going to say The Rock. But <laughs> yeah. aside from The Rock. I would I would say I haven't seen all of Rock's movies at the cinema since. He does too many of them. Um, but I would say Dave. Anytime Big Dave oh, is in a movie, okay. I'm instantly I'm excited for Big Dave to be in a film. I watched Army of the Dead on Netflix. I wasn't particularly that interested. I didn't like the trailer much, but I was like, Do you know what? I like Big Dave. I think Big Dave's awesome. So I'm Did gonna watch this movie. The, uh, my Spy movie with him on Amazon Prime. It's movie. on my list. It's been on my list. I've been oh, trying to get my wife so to watch it. So I thought cute. it would be. I thought it would yeah, be. I keep saying like my wife. It. Perfect Sunday afternoon movie. Okay, so I think I've seen like every rest, almost every like recent wrestlers movie. So I never saw the Marine though, but I even went to go watch See No Evil. With <laughs> oh yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did that, and then like I watched all the Rock movies. I um I watched a couple of like the John Cena like stuff, but not I don't think as many as them. What am I missing? I'm oh, Cena is yeah, Cena- all of them. Yeah, Cena's another name there. If he's in a movie, I do get I, I get quite excited for it because I want to go see him because I think he's very good in movies. Also, I get excited because I often get invited to do press interviews with him as well, and he's very fun in press interviews. Which one was the one with Triple H? He did one too. The I Chaperone. The Chaperone. No, wasn't yeah. there another one? He was also in uh, Blade Trinity, uh, and he's awful in it. I think I saw that. That's yeah. the one. That's the one that I saw. 
Yeah, and also in your defense, no one's seen the Marine movies. Uh, Bo Hill says, I think Lana going to AEW would be interesting. Could reunite her with Miro. I wouldn't mind seeing her as a valet for new talent. Miro is finally being what he should have been the entire time. He needs to say as a solo act. New Punk Rant said, End versus Omega. I need this. The world needs this. Wrestling needs this. I also want Heidi Lovelace versus Brit or really anyone. Can't wait for Dynamite after watching Double or Nothing for the third time. Jungle Boy winning still makes me tear up. We've got a question about Double or Nothing and your time there which we'll get to in the mailbag uh, and steve sus finally here says not only does braun go to aew make sense because of mark henry aew currently lakes attractions they have a lot of work rate men and women but no one who is a true spectacle for a tv audience give me braun doing strongman vignettes on dynamite all day long yeah i mean i kind of feel like they could do that with miro and if they did could do that with lance archer too Maybe not so much Lance Archer. I do think a lot is still missing with him. Like he's not mm. necessarily clicking to me just yet. Is he clicking for you? Yeah, Lance Archer is one of the. He's one of those guys that I I pop for him because I pop for Lance Archer. But I'm not like, oh man, AEW completely killed it with that Lance Archer. Like apart right. from him throwing that guy through the ceiling, I haven't been like massively into Lance. I, I feel like he hasn't had the right story yet. Right. Something's just missing as of this moment. I don't know what yeah. it is. Something His first out. vignettes, like when they first paired him up with Jake, there was some really like, remember the, 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 um, the videos that he was doing in like that back, like crummy backyard ring and stuff with like everyone and people were like coming in and he destroyed them all. Like that was really, really cool. But I don't think he's reached those heights again. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. Like he's got everything. I, I think it might be the, I don't know, maybe it's the, I don't know if it's the character, the delivery, something's missing. Yeah. Uh, well, let's dive into your Patreon mailbag questions. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers on Patreon at any dollar amount. Leave it in the community tab labeled mailbag. Do not email me. We'll just lose it. Bad at my job. Dre Smith said, is there a wrestling cliche that you don't think you'll ever get tired of? Oh, the what chance? I know everybody <laughs> hates the what chance. I like the what chance. I'm, a, I'm the person that yells, what? <laughs> That's me. Uh, I'm for this one though. I'm gonna. I I never get tired of the 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 tag team that comes together and one of them turns on the other. Like I am so into this Matt Riddle Randy Orton storyline, and I know where it's going. I know that Randy Orton is going to turn on him eventually, and they're going to be and he's going to do it. I kind of like it. Like I always, I've always enjoyed like, yeah, the, the tag teams that come together, go on a bit of a run, win the tag straps and then have the breakup. Like it's a proper wrestling cliche, but it's one that I, I, I don't really mind. Cool. <laughs> I'm not cool. Uh, Wesley 65 said, uh, if Kenny Omega is supposed to be the best in the world, why can't he win clean? Almost every big match he's had as of late has some kind of interference, whether that's from Don or the Good Brothers. At this point, it's not beating Kenny that's the challenge, it's beating their help. This is the same complaint people have had about Roman Reigns since he turned heel as well. And I think it's just, that's that's heels. That, that is just heels who have factions. That's what heels with factions tend to do. It is, it's kind of wrestling 101. Um, Omega does win clean. But like there are times when there's interference. Same with Roman. Like Roman sometimes wins clean, sometimes he doesn't. It's just that's what wrestling do. There's only ever really been one heel who didn't really win like with lots of interference. And that was Triple H. Like Triple H was like, no, I'm going to be the heel that wins clean all the time. And, um, and even like, then, like Triple and even, H. 
Yeah, exactly. And even then, he didn't win clean all the time. Um, so yeah, I think it's just that that's it's Kenny being a heel. Yeah, I don't mind it whatsoever. I know a lot of people were complaining about more so with Roman, but I didn't care either. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. As uh, someone just said then, it's Heal 101. Um, David Feig, during the live stream, someone gave a suggestion for Chris Statlander's theme music, and I thought it was brilliant, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, what are some of the best songs TK should purchase the rights to? Also, I prefer Moxley's old song. Um, but if he wants to come out to Wild Thing, then absolutely goes for it. So the song that you were trying to think of, so this came in from the, I actually went back, it was the intangible, intangible one, Ryan B. Bad, suggested to us that Chris Statlander should come out to intergalactic by the beastie boys and we were like yes that's such a good shout that isn't because you've got that wicked intro like intergalactic planetary then you've got the uh, excellent beastie boys rapping which i could do i won't and that is just an absolute perfect fit for her what about like what's that one song by Katy perry extraterrestrial et I, I mean if it's not if it's not i kissed a girl or i, I don't know what the Katy perry well, that song was one is of her hits. it was one of her I, like, well, I i know that's that was my point like i don't know i can't name you many other carrie Katy perry songs it goes with oh oh i see oh yeah it's called et the extraterrestrial yeah that's the only other like uh, but are there any um, are there any songs we we've been asked, asked this quite a few times actually um pretty much since like uh AEW wrestlers started using real songs like when the pixies came in and stuff are there any like songs that you'd love to see a wrestler in AEW have oh god i think there's so many i don't have like a specific one for somebody but there are just so many cool songs that i feel wrestling companies here have been taking advantage of also i'm just going to give a shout out to CM Chris here Spaceman by Babylon Zoo. Yes, please, mate. No one gives that song enough love. There's this like, there's this theory going around the internet now that people have misremembered Spaceman to be a good song, and I'm like, no, everyone remembers it to be a good song because it's a great song. I know, we're, like, um, it was on the Levi advert, like in the mid '90s. That Spaceman, I always wanted you to go into Spaceman. You remember that song? Oh, it's brilliant. Absolutely loved it. Go and listen to it. It's a great song. Uh, Finn Brennan said, you've mentioned WrestleTalk Corporate, but I was wondering how WrestleTalk works as a company. Is it run by Ollie Davis? Also, who are the voices in the support WrestleTalk bumper at the start of every video? Um, yeah, Ollie Davis is... Uh... Resources. Do we have a human resources? <laughs> it's just Ollie. Ollie does everything, basically. Yes, he he is... Uh, uh, he runs the place he is the bot. he is the face that runs the place um the voices in the support wrestle talk bumper were i can't remember everyone's name that was on there but it was basically whoever was in the office that day when they decided that was going to be the bumper so whoever was in the office six years ago or whenever it was there to record it that's who it is ollie is one of them i know that much i'm not in the but no one else, no one on this channel other than ollie is in that bumper oh they are they're all gone all of them are gone. The support Russell talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's not. It's none of, none of us. I was none gonna of ask us. you too. It threw me off in the beginning of this show where it didn't have Ollie's voice say, "Be nice in the comments." It, it did, uh, didn't it? No, it didn't. No. What did it say? It said nothing. We just went straight <gasps> into the show. Didn't you see? I was like, not even ready. <laughs> I was still waiting for the. It oh, it's because we talk, and then it didn't say the "be nice in the comments." 
Yeah, we've got two openings. So there's one that does that, and there's one I, was, I clicked the wrong one. I meant to click the oh. comments one, but I clicked the wrong one. Okay, no wonder, because I was like not ready, and because I was waiting for that for him to say that so that I could be ready. And then I was like, oh, oh, we're on. Uh, <laughs> Alan, what happened? Alan Monson said, Denise, how? what was it like being in a live full capacity show at Double or Nothing? Did you feel comfortable around so many people at once since the pandemic started? The reason I'm asking is because I'm considering going to the AEW Dynamite episode in Garland, Texas, but I'm not sure if I should go or not. Okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Denise, that is a laugh right there. <laughs> I, I got judged. You got judged? Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, just heads up. I'm fully vaccinated, okay? But when I came back from um from Florida, my fiance was like, Yeah, I wish I could take you somewhere where you could just get a Lysol shower. And I was like, <laughs> he was like, Oh, I saw your pictures without your mask, without with all of these people, and there you were <laughs> all happy. And I was like, well, Sandra, I was like, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm vaccinated. He's like, oh yeah, he was, he was teasing me. He was like, I saw you. He's like, I don't even know this, Denise. He's so then for like <laughs> the next 24, like 48 hours, or well, actually even more so. There's now, uh, my fiance has what he calls Florida Denise, where he's like, this is, he doesn't know you. He's like, who even are you? He's like, uh, I don't like Florida Denise. <laughs> so it was really funny. But anyways, I got in trouble. But just to answer the question, it was so weird. So, yeah. so weird. Like I felt strange like the first couple of days. And then at being at the actual event, it 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 I, you get used to it. I don't know how to explain oh, yeah? it. You just get used to it and then it just feels like normal again. That's what I thought it might be like. That like it's weird at first because we haven't done it for like 18 plus months, but then all of a sudden, like it's like it's that memory, um, kind of like driving. Like when I'm driving, I don't think about what I'm doing, I just do it like it's a natural thing. Like I go, okay, foot down, pedals up, this, that, and the other. Um, so I wonder if that's gonna be the same thing when I go to a wrestling show for the first time. I'm gonna yeah. walk in, see all these people, and be like, oh, this is very weird. But as soon as that bell rings and a match starts, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I remember it. muscle memory. Yeah, like, exactly. I remember what I do here. It was actually more weird in the airplane because so I like to sleep on ride on plane rides. So I had my eye mask on and my mask on. And I didn't like that because there was like hardly no like breathing space whatsoever. And so I was trying to sleep, but I found myself very, very aware of my breathing. Like like I was mm -hmm. focusing in on it too much to where it was like messing with my brain. Do you do you, you know, that happens? To oh, you? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Breathing patterns, and you're like, have I always been breathing this way? Is this normal? Like you just become very aware of your breathing, and I didn't like that. Like I didn't like like being in the airport first because I, you know, I work from home, so throughout like this whole pandemic, I've never had to wear my mask for maybe more than half hour because I've always, you know, just been here. I don't yeah. take that long in the store. So I really haven't had to wear it that long. So this was actually the longest I ever had to wear it was at the airport. And there, it, it was just interesting because it, it it's two different worlds. It, it's completely two different worlds coming from California, going to Florida. It, it was very, very different in terms of like how people act and, and all of that. And, I, and my fiance was like, oh, you just came to peer pressure. And I was like, bro, I look like a freaking dork walking around with my mask. But I did wear it like a couple of times in certain spaces. And then I and then, yeah, that was pretty much the end of it. Uh, so, I mean, Alan's question, aside from that, is that he's thinking of going to the Dynamite show in Garland. Would you suggest going? 
if you're fully vaccinated, sure. Uh, Marcus, I'm not like a doctor or anything or a scientist, <laughs> yeah. or, or I have no like actual credentials to me. Uh, Marcus Campbell says, um, following on from the Friends reunion, what other shows would you like to see a reunion for? Ooh, is it too early for our How I Met Your Mother reunion? Um, when did the show end? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Right. Well, let, let's take it to your Google machine. <laughs> now I met your mother. Two thousand uh, something. Uh, final episode oh, was twenty fourteen. So yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah, because I was in I was in college when it ended. Oh, so it's way too soon, huh? Yeah, it's a bit too soon for that one. Yeah. Um. Or I mean, someone's at Keenan and Kel. We've had a suggestion for in the here. Scrubs uh, is a good one. Um. Lost. Be, I mean, do you know which one? Sorry. Lost. Yeah, Lost is a good one. I, I actually kind of popped like it was the early days of the pandemic, but when they had they did the Parks and Recreation um, reunion, I thought that, that was really quite sweet. I never watched the show, so I, lo I love Parks I'm and Recs. On this one. Oh, that's a great shout, Frasier. Love that. They're one. doing the reboot. But they're, they're doing. I was going to say, but they're doing. A re they're doing more yeah. episodes, aren't they? And Sex in the City also doing the reboot. Yeah, so like a lot of the shows that I would have answered to, they're doing the reboot. Oh, that '70s show. Oh, that's a really good one. I was about to say, um, the one, oh man, what was the one I was about to say then? What happened that Sony show? Freaks and Geeks. That was the other one I was. Oh yeah, say yeah. That'd be really nice. Oh, see, there's a lot of options, and a lot of people were also asking for like a Seinfeld one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool too. I think well, basically, I think James Corden's now found his new money making venture, which yeah. is just doing reunion shows. Right? Oh my God! Isn't it crazy how people find something to make money, and you're like, "Damn, I wish I could have." Oh man, yeah, I wish I could have done that. Does it happen to you when you hear a song, and you're like, "Damn, why didn't I think of that? Like, I could have written the song." <laughs> it's <laughs> like um writing the song. Someone has made a very good point there. Very difficult to do that. Um, that '70s show with Danny Masterson, though. That's a very tricky. Oh one. yeah, because he's yeah. got the whole yeah yeah. Oh, I yeah, hate yeah, that. Yeah. And he used to be my that '70s show crush. Oh, uh, was when he? When I found out, I was like, oh no. Yeah, that is problematic. I actually completely forgot about that. So thank that you very much, Jason, for pointing that out. Forgot about that too. Oh, well, that's oh. because he's one of the main characters. Yeah, and so Declan's pointed out here a good in between his reunion. Ain't that the truth? Because one week got sucked. Um. Yeah, uh, I thought of another one then, and it's completely gone from my mind. But oh well. Oh no, no, that's what I was going to say to you, because um, you said like you know when you hear a song and you wish I'd written that. Someone once asked Noel Gallagher like if you could have written any song. Noel Gallagher of Oasis, like could you have if you could have written any song ever, what song would it be? Expecting him to say something like from the Beatles or the Stones or something along those lines. He's like, I wish it could. Be, uh, I wish it would be Christmas every day because Noddy Holder does not have to work another day in his life because he oh just gets God. huge. He just gets huge checks every year like that. And that's all he ever, he needed to write that one song and that is it. Okay. So they asked Taylor Swift that question. You want to know what her response was? It was I wish it would be no, it was the Friends theme song. Cause she said, just know about this. Like she mentioned like the royalties and like how much yeah. money you get from that one song. So that yeah. was the Friends intro. And I just thought that's kind of interesting. Cause like you said, like you would be expecting them to name some like brilliant song, but they're like, ah, oh, that's the one that makes the most money. <laughs> Um, do you remember the artist of the Friends theme song? No, I don't remember. It was the Rembrandts. So oh, okay. good pub, good pub so quiz knowledge for you. If that comes up. Make from that. Oh man, they make bank. Like when that song, like that song wasn't like a huge hit, but when the show was a huge hit, that song became a huge, huge hit. It was played over here a 
bunch. Like they must have made a ton of money off of that. And you probably still get like because it's you know licensed then because you have to license out the song whenever you get the show. So Netflix have licensed out the song. So they've probably made an, a killing on that over the last 20 odd years. Imagine how much Mariah Carey makes because everybody's talking about that all I want for Christmas song and how much money she makes during Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Oh wild wild amounts of money that is just so used that we just become so bloody rich that like oh denise denise i have got a a script that is sat on my desktop that i've been writing for the last 10 years about basically this very thing and it has been sat there for years Uh, i'm not going to talk about too much because i'm afraid someone's going to steal my brilliant idea and it is uh, and i'm I'm annoyed at myself that I've never gotten it off the ground. This is because, like, where I was writing when I was making movies, um, and I, yeah, there's this part of me now that wants to like get it finished and just to, like just try and shop it around and see if it can work because I think there's some mileage in there. Well, Luke, when you finish it and you shop it around, can you just add my name, like <laughs> I would go and Anthony Salcedo, so I can reap some rewards too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Owen, I'll proofread for you. Oh, thanks, bud. Owen said last week you guys said Jim Cornette likely wouldn't go back to WWE because he doesn't want to deal with all of that to follow up would you guys ever consider working for WWE created if not is there amount of money that would convince you to say work for WWE creative for just one year I feel like I'd be a little too creative I feel like I'd be like like, well, I just feel like sometimes I have some ideas that are like very out there. So I feel like if I were to be brought into creative, they'd be like, no, Denise, you're too much. No, no, no. Let's just say my Lily would have been so much better. She would have been made <laughs> of something wonderful. I would. Yeah. I mean, we've been asked, I've been asked this question a bunch, like since I've been working at Restore, would you ever go work for creative? Absolutely not. It sounds like hell. It sounds like the worst thing in the world because you spend six days writing up a show hours on hours upon hours, writing up a show every waking hour, you're writing that show. And then the time comes to make that show and the whole thing gets torn up and you have to start again. And that sounds like it would be awful to work with. No, thank you. I have a question. Let's say you have this bomb job in WWE. I don't know, whatever it is, like your dream, like whatever would be the perfect job for you in the company. You have a meeting with Vince and it's like Mm. your big meeting, like you're going to get a big raise and all your dreams are about to come true. But you have to sneeze. What do you do? Sneezing. I want to see if I I want to see if it happens. I want to see what happens. I want to see if the stories are true. You would risk all of the money. You would risk your dream job. You would risk everything. For the story. Because like, <laughs> I can't believe you, Luke. <laughs> of course you would. I mean, you got to sneeze. You can't hold back a sneeze. Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, I know, but it's still, you're still going to make the noise, and that's probably just as bad. No, but you could just like g- like twitch a little bit, like. <laughs> like oh, I'm very good at having silent sneezes, so for me, it's not really that big of a deal. Like, I can hold my sneeze in and make it quiet okay man's a pretty good skill that's a pretty good yeah, skill. you I would know. do well in wwe <laughs> uh david perez <laughs> david we perez ever and... me going like <laughs> there you go i sneeze <laughs> everyone be on the lookout now if denise ever pulls that face on a live stream uh david perez says my question is who do you think is going to be the next universal champion i think it's going to be bala i don't think it'll be i i, I can't imagine it being finn but 
it would be cool. But like I'm I'm taking Sean's answer on this one um, to steal from someone much smarter than I. Um, the the right answer isn't here yet. I don't like whoever it is. They don't have them yet. Like they don't have them in that position yet. So just keep it on the belt. Keep the belt on Roman until you have that right answer. But currently there isn't that right answer. Yeah. And that's like, it sucks because there's not even a right chat. Like, I feel like they just, oh, they just need more challengers. They really do. They're, they're, it's looking bleak. It's like, it's like someone put up a tweet after the Wednesday cuts and it really kind of like hit home with me a little bit where they were just like, I'm at the first point in my life. I'm not excited about anything in WWE. I'm not excited about any title challenges. What? I'm not excited about any of the storylines. No, there was a pay per view where I think he said the same thing. Was it you? No, I, yeah. Uh, well, I said that I'm not like enthused about it, but like I'm now oh, just needs it a was WrestleMania this year. Nobody was really interested in the card or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, and I think there was the, kind of the same thing with Backlash. Although, like, I'm excited to see Cesaro facing Roman, but like, I am. I'm in a position now where like I'm not excited for Drew going after the belt again. I'm not excited about Elias and Riker going after the tag titles. I'm, I don't even know. I'm not excited about Carrillo and Ricochet versus Sheamus. Like I'm not excited about any of the women's tag title like challenges. Like I'm, I'm really at a point now where I'm not interested in a bunch of stuff on the show. Yeah. Unfortunately that happens. I feel. Yeah. Like. Uh, Mark that Jones. That doesn't happen. That shouldn't happen. Actually. It what shouldn't happen. Saying? It shouldn't happen. It's happening, <laughs> but it shouldn't. And on that note, Mark Jones says, when do you think it's okay for a fan to say enough is enough and be done with the company? I think that is totally right on right each individual. Yeah, I think that's on each individual. If you are at a point where you're like, man, I'm dumb. I don't, I'm not interested in watching this show anymore. Then now that is the time to stop. Um, I know there are some people, some friends of mine, in fact, who after the Saudi Arabia thing were like, I'm done. Like I, I'm out of this. And they canceled their network subscription and I'm stuck with that. And I speak to them every now and again. They're like, they're still with the Saudi. And I'm like, yeah, they are. I was like, cool, I am watching them. And they've stuck to their guns. So I think it is person by person. If something, it, it depends on what your breaking point is. Do you ever wonder about your morals? Because I saw when like, I saw a lot of people stop watching after the Saudi thing. And I was like, man, I was like, yeah, it's messed up. But why haven't I stopped watching? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, and it's, it's awful, but like Sean even said this on a Fightful show recently. It's like, it's my job. Like, and I know that's an, that's a rubbish excuse, but it is my job. This is what I'm paid to do. I'm paid to watch these shows. I don't like, we do streams of the Saudi shows, but all the money that we make on them, we donate to Sammy for Syria. And that does make it a little bit like, that makes me feel a little bit better about watching it. But like, I think from a moral, like if I was just a fan, I don't think I'd be watching those shows. But I don't feel guilty watching the show. No. No. And the reason for that is because they have so many kids in the crowd and they're so happy. And what do they know yeah. about the politics that are going on? And they're so I, cute. Like the little, I guess, the little kids, the little boys. I, I guess, love the little boys. They're like, so cute. So yeah, like, I know, but after like, the Khashoggi I, thing. Like I don't care. Like the adults and all of that. I'm like, Ugh, I don't even, I, I plan on going to Saudi Arabia anytime soon. But like the little kids, I'm like, what, dude, they don't know. Like, how like they may, I don't know what their life is like. like this one wrestling event like yeah they're there for the money they probably don't really care about the people whatever but for the one kid there in the crowd I mean it could be like everything you know so like mm -hmm. I see that and I see them happy and I'm like you know what that to me is important so I understand all the like the real reasons why they're there but at the end of the day there's some kids out there that are really happy so oh, that's the way I see that I try uh, not to think of the other stuff because it's just terrible. Yes, yeah. I mean, are you a fan oh, of Gabriel Iglesias? Uh, who? Of 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 a fluffy. 
Wait, Gabe Rogue, the comedian? Fluffy? Oh, oh uh, he, he, he's not a thing here. Like, he's not a thing in this country. Uh, I, 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 he, I've, I've only discovered him, like, in the last few years. I mean, I, and I say discover him, heard his name. I've never seen anything that they okay. Well, he's super funny. I don't know if anybody here has like seen him or if you have or if you've seen him, but you haven't seen his bit on Saudi Arabia. He does a whole comedic bit, like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes or so talking about his experience performing in Saudi because he essentially got the same thing WWE did where they offered him like a ton of money. Okay, Mm -hmm. so he goes and it is the funniest thing ever. Okay, like the funniest thing ever. Like you have to go out of your way and listen to this. It's insane. It, it, it's wonderful. It's like one of my favorite like comedy bits out there. At one point, I thought you meant Enrique Iglesias. And I was like, what well, the hero's guy? Oh, like, Enrique Iglesias, he's a singer. Well, <laughs> no, that's what I mean because you said it. I was like, that was the name I first thought you said was like, oh, Fluffy. do you know Enrique Iglesias? No, Fluffy. He's so funny. <laughs> he's hilarious. <laughs> Oh man, I like I, if I could, I would recite the whole thing. I am, um, yeah. I thought you meant. I thought you said Enrique Iglesias, and I was about to say, oh, I've got an anecdote about Enrique Iglesias. Wait, so do you know Gabriel Iglesias? No, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. I, but I do know. I do know Enrique Iglesias. What he looks like? Have you seen I, him? I, I've never know. seen him like a picture of no him. i think he was part of like because they did a crossover on the netflix show like with the big show 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 wasn't there like a crossover with something that he, he had did yeah he, he had some sort of show on there but i never watched it because i was like i'm not really into that type of stuff but his yeah. actual comedy is gold it is gold it's so funny i think he's my favorite comedian right now apparently apparently he was on wwe tv once i do yeah, not he remember was. that and uh, he might have been on with, was he on with Austin? I think he did something with Stone Cold too, maybe on his show. Maybe I'm getting confused. I don't know, but he's really funny. I would check him out and check out the Saudi Arabia bit. Just like typing it on YouTube. Gabe, you're to Saudi Arabia. I'll, I'll watch that bit. Um, so- LJ Mickey said, which do you prefer? Underdog babyface Gargano or current heel Gargano? I prefer the babyface one. Uh, I, I mean, I, I adored babyface Gargano. Him going after that belt, I apt and like the stuff with Champa, uh, adored it. The way is grand and all, and I'm I'm re- I do like what they're doing with the way, but I like there was something very like, be, like watching those crowds react to Gargano when he was like the face of it, like the heart of NXT, like just the best. Um, I'm not a fan of what they're doing with the wave, so definitely the other option. <laughs> Um, Flame Inc. Um, says with the releases I keep hearing people say this person to AEW that person to AEW do you realize there are other places out there I posted a meme about it a year and a half ago there's so many companies it's uh, not just WrestleTalk fans it seems to be most fans and news sources say they want to see them go to AEW why must every report of WWE releases have to go to AEW why can't they say go to AAA uh, this person to NWA or this lady to stardom why must it always be AEW then that very much contradicts the start of this podcast uh, and all of the chats that we've had like and actually like all of the chats we had in on the breaking news episode with people saying like naming other companies yet you are going to find people saying aew of course you are they're the, they're the biggest the, 10 years ago you'd have had people saying go to impact uh, i said 10 maybe 15 years ago go to impact go to tna it's like it just they're the number two so that it's always going to happen but if you're seeing like five people say aew you may think like oh that's all that anyone is saying but i think it's a lot of people are saying a lot of places 
Yeah, well, like even when I said the only person I think AEW should get out of those six names is Lana. Yeah. As Sam Sweeney said, uh, the combination of recent releases, news of potential sale, and an article saying that WWE wants to become the next Marvel actually has me very scared for the future. And it's making me wonder, did WWE even care about wrestling anymore? They seem more interested in working with other companies that risk alienating their core fan base. What are your thoughts on this? I've seen a few people say like, does WWE want to do wrestling anymore? Like, is that their genuine interest? But I think I would argue they've not wanted to be a wrestling company for the past 20 odd years. Well, didn't Nick Khan just say like the whole, we shouldn't be like excluding ourselves, you know, from the wrestling landscape. And he was the person that said like, we want to be the next Marvel. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Everything scares me because change and the future scares me. So I don't know what to say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, Stephen Larson had a really, really good chat about this on their Going In Raw podcast about like, what would it mean for WWE to be the next Marvel? And like, is that making movies based around the characters like, you got? Because that, because, Reginalds. Well, that's what Nick was, that's what Nick Khan was saying is that like, we've got all of these IPs, like we should be licensing them out to people. But like, are there any characters in WWE where you'd be like, oh, that's a character that you could license out for a movie or a TV show? Because like, that's. The two, well, yeah, yeah, like the only two examples he could think of was Roman Reigns and like Roman Reigns' current character and The Undertaker, a character you came up with 30 years ago. Like, are there, like, I, I guess The Fiend, maybe? Like the Bliss like, Fiend character. Yeah, like the Fiend likes a Bliss stuff, but there's any characters where you're like, okay, that's a movie. That's going to be like your origin movie that you can put up on the. That's your Iron Man movie that you can put out there before you do like the big team up crossover movie. I don't know. I feel like when, I don't know because. I feel when they said Marvel, do they really mean Marvel, Marvel? Or do they well, mean shades of Marvel? Or shades of Marble. Different shades of Marble. They want it to be Marvel, but they're going to be Marble. Yeah, like, I, I guess what he means is just, you know, license them out for comic books or things like that, which they've done with Boom Studios. Um, maybe licensing out characters for TV shows. Like, I don't, I don't really know what he means by that. Like, you can't just say, oh, we're going to be Marvel and we're going to be the next MCU because, buddy, everyone has tried that. DC tried it. Hasbro have tried it. A bunch of companies tried it. Paramount tried to do it. Uh, Universal tried to do it. And absolutely none of them worked. Heck, Star Wars tried to do it under the same bloody Disney umbrella and it didn't work. Like Marvel was an entity unto themselves with the MCU. You can't just say, we're going to be the next thing because, dude, people were trying it seven, ten years ago and no one succeeded. Yeah, there you go. Um, let's have one more question from the mailbag. Um, do, 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 do. Where's another one I wanted to do? Um, Oh, actually, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Uh, actually, no, we'll do, do this one quickly. Christian Baltimore, if you two were to start a Twitch channel but couldn't talk about wrestling or friends, what would you be covering? What would you do on your Twitch channel? Music. Yeah, music. I mean, basically, like, instant culture is more than just wrestling. Yeah, exactly. So I would probably do music. Uh, mine would be retro video games. I think that is what I would do a Twitch channel about. And Callum, I want to get your thoughts on this, said, um, do you think that they're planning on merging the brands again with all these releases? Oh, my God. I feel like part of it would benefit them. But then I think because I think it would benefit it. But at the same time, I do like the separation of things. So I don't know if I'd be all for it. Plus, then I'm also afraid that we'd get the exact same things on two shows instead of one show every week. <laughs> so I don't know.
Uh, right, well, let's get into the rest of your hyperchats. Last call for hyperchats. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you all so much for watching. I think this is like the most we've had people watching on a Friday in a long old time. What? So thank you so much. Yeah, we've got like 1,600 people in the Follow chat. Follow me thank on you all Twitter so at underscore Denise Salcedo. I just hit 21. Guess who followed me? Who followed you? John Cena. <laughs> oh, he follows everyone. Yeah, but he wasn't following me, okay? All right, I'm officially in the club now. Please let me in. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's when I was like, when once he followed Session Moth Martina, I was like, the journey's complete. Like that, that's it now. Uh, right. Is he following anybody from Wrestle Talk? Sorry. Is he following anybody from Wrestle Talk, or is he following everybody? I want to know how exclusive oh, this no, club no. is. Okay. He's got like me. millions of I followers. I can tell you, John Cena does not follow me. Okay, um, see, see, he doesn't follow just everybody. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I can tell <laughs> about this. Okay, I'm just scrolling to see if there's anyone that I follow that he follows. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I haven't reached you yet. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Still scrolling, 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 scrolling. It's clearly followed a bunch of people recently. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Still not at Denise. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yeah, Denise, I, I don't know. It's it's, it's not me. I, I can tell you that I'm much. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna contact Ollie Davis, and I'm gonna have him promote <laughs> me as the, the only member be, of Wrestle Talk being followed by John Cena, Denise <laughs> Salcedo. I like that a lot. Um, right. Anyway, time for oh, your last bunch of. John Cena can follow me. You can follow me too. <laughs> Ryan Everson, uh, do you think the WWE made these budget cuts to give Brock Lesnar a lucrative deal to come back for fans in July? Wait, say that again. Sorry, I spaced out. Do you think the WWE made these budget cuts to give Brock Lesnar a big deal when he comes back in July? I didn't think about it that way. No, I don't think so. Uh, Norm Summon says, Hola, Denise and Luke. Between NXT call-ups largely being botched and budget cut firings, I'm having a hard time justifying support for this company. Viva, AEW. Viva, Los Intangibles. Adios. Now, New Punk Rant said, With Raw being worse than 2000 Nitro, my question is, will we get Lord uh, Logan Paul in a crap D wrestling movie and have him win the tag belts in a tag match? But for real, are we just seeing how bad they can get? Also, do you think they'll release Bray? I don't know. I know a lot of people have been wondering if there's going to be more releases. I'm wondering too. Part of me feels like they're probably not just done yet. I mean, I don't know. It depends. How much money is Vince trying to save right now? How much more is he trying to make this like profit margin? I don't know. Do you know what? I don't think it's the worst idea to have to make a movie about like your wrestling shows, fans becoming wrestlers in your wrestling product, and then having those actors come in and win the tag belts. What does it matter? Like, it's fine. Don't like the problem wasn't David Arquette winning a belt, it was David Arquette winning the world title question for you which i mm -hmm. just realized we didn't talk about what did you think of alistair black's twitch comments oh about like journalists and and things the like that thing but also more so that that vince likes him and vince is a fan of him and that that's not the reason why he cut him from the roster i yeah i mean i i i think and Jimmy Van had a great like talk about this recently on uh, when they were talking about the firings and whether like I wonder if this is gearing up for like sales stuff to like make your value much better. I would go and recommend looking for that podcast with Sean and Jimmy Van because he goes into it in really really great detail and explains it in excellent layman's terms. And essentially, by cutting people like Braun and his massive deal and cutting a bunch of other people, you lower down. Um, sort of like not not so much your worth but sort of like how much people are going to charge for you to get like you charging more to get less basically um 
and so like yeah i think that's kind of part of the reasons i think the budget cuts is not the reason i think it is to get a better sale price is the reason yeah but he said that he basically doesn't feel like he basically doesn't feel like vince essentially let him go because of the he feels like he likes him enough to like that it was it was really just the budget cuts do you really believe it was really just the budget cuts as to why he got let go i don't think it was budget cuts I I I I think it's to to make a better va- value for yourself. Okay, because I just I I I couldn't I didn't I didn't I didn't agree with what I didn't I didn't believe a lot of what was said on there. No, no, no. Or no, no. I just I, agree with a lot with what was said on there. It was a fascinating Twitch chat though, like really, really good. Like he said a lot of stuff in there that I, I totally agree with. He was like really open about it. Um, I don't think I agree with him on his views of uh, the way that wrestling media is covered. I don't particularly agree with, with some of that. I think that he's bang on the money with some sites, but I think it's it's unfair to kind of like target Sean and Dave for the work that they do because like a lot of media is behind a paywall. It's called newspapers. And a lot of what like newspapers do now because they can't afford to run websites is to put stuff behind a paywall. It's not uncommon in media to put stuff behind a paywall, but in wrestling, it seems to be this forbidden thing. So I, I don't agree with what he said there. Yeah, it was strange to me because I just feel like I don't think they realized just how many uh, jobs people like Dave and Sean are saving. <laughs> by doing this type of stuff and i also kind of feel like i don't know man i kind of feel like he was targeting i I also like i don't like that's the thing is that there are some terrible wrestling sites out there you know i'm not gonna name names or anything like that but they are out there and unfortunately because of those websites it lowers the credibility of other websites that are trying to you know do things the right way and so that's the one problem that i do have with wrestling media is that anybody can just like come in start a blog all of a sudden be like oh well i report this and it cannot even be true and then people will buy it and think it's true and then bam there you go you got like a really like terrible credibility and it just it, it's one per like a group's action should not like a person should not their action should not basically reflect on the entire group and exactly, that's yeah. what i think is very very unfortunate but i also think that i also think that how a wrestler um or how a talent essentially addresses the media kind of shows um, a lot about their character and whether or not they're smart enough to use it, utilize it in a proper way. Maybe. Uh, Planet Dan ASMR said, the problem with Lance Archer is having a gimmick, which is about everybody dies. He has to lose. He can't beat everyone all the time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a very good point about Lance. He also adds here, what about Space Oddity by David Bowie for Chris Statlander's entrance theme? One of my all-time favorite songs, a bit of a karaoke favorite of mine. It's not a wrestling theme, though. <laughs> like, it's not like, like ground control to Major Tom. It's not exactly going to get people being like, woohoo, Chris Tatland is here. Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys will do. Uh, Eternal. Is that a depressing song? It's not. Well, I mean, actually, it is a depressing song. It is about a guy who goes out into space and dies. So, like. Well, maybe for all of like, the emo fans, we might be into it. <laughs> Like, oh, so absolutely sad. love that song are you a bowie fan no what not really oh, you my uh i don't know oh, i'm gonna you make you a popular like the 80s right yeah like 70s 80s into the I, 90s yeah. and the 2000s that guy's always been popular because he was the oh, best well, for me it just never 
never happened unfortunately i'm gonna i'm gonna make you a, i'm gonna make you a bowie playlist uh yeah, eternal... listen to our original playlist Luke. i know i just thought i know as soon as i said that i was like oh yeah i still need to do that so behind I know, dude. I've, I've got it there. It's ma it's made for you, and it's it's in order. Uh, Eternal Blue said, "I think whatever these people decide to do, they're going to be successful." I'd love to see Braun with the NWA belt around his waist, Lana in movies, Alistair with the junior heavyweight belt. I think he could do more than that. Uh, the Lily Bean said, "Why? Well, wish I could watch this live, but we'll have a listen after work." Thank you for what you guys do. Can't wait to see Ruby Heidi goes next. She is lovely. Some stupid punk says John Cena is following Denise on Twitter. What? Um, See, I told you some people care. <laughs> some stupid punk says, for the record, ranch works on pizza. It's super fatty, but the best pizza combo is pepperoni, pineapple, jalapeno, especially if it's from Round Table with Polynesian sauce. I feel like anything that's good is going to be fatty. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Punk Rock Show said, Denise and Luke, I can't emphasize enough how magnificent you two are. Both of you, as well as everyone at WrestleTalk, are the epitome of professionalism, kindness, love, peace, and respect. Thank you for what you do. You matter. Love and light. Jam that jam. Thank you so much. That's a really, really nice message from you. Uh, Zachary says, hey, team, Danuk, hope you're both doing well. I'm hoping to visit a walk-in COVID vaccination tomorrow morning. Still not in the age bracket to book an appointment, but I'm desperate to get it done. Any news on the next Quizzlemania lineup is Sully back. Oh, I, I know what the next lineup is. You will find out on Monday what the next lineup is. If everything falls into place, you will find out too. Uh, Declan Maloney lastly says, Hey, Luke and Denise, um, how was your double or nothing experience with the crowds as big as they sounded? Uh, who got the pop of the night from your personal point of view? Um, also, reckon we should try and get Luke on the Olivia Rodrigo bandwagon? Are you not an Olivia Rodrigo fan? Uh, I don't. Who, I I don't want to be that guy who was just like I don't know who Bad Bunny is, but I don't, <laughs> you know, don't who know who Olivia Rodrigo is. Everybody no. like talking about her. She's like breaking records, and this is like her debut album. Oh no! Oh, this yeah, is another I, one. I'm just out of touch with her. things. You'll like her. I, I think you'll like her. She's fun. Yeah, I've okay. been listening to her nonstop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, she was a, okay. She's a Disney one. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I, that is my first time hearing that name said out loud. So, um, I, I will go and listen to it though. I, as I said, I don't want to be that guy. It's like I've never heard of Bad Bunny. That makes me cool because I've never heard of them. I just don't know who she is. We're not in the same circles, Luke. We are not in the same circles. My entire feed for like the last couple of months has just been Olivia. <laughs> oh really oh yeah. wow like, no 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 i mean unless oh, she yeah. does something with unless she does something with sega and something the hedgehog i'm probably ain't gonna hear about it like but she's did you hear like about trending at the very top on twitter like multiple times did you hear about the super mario brothers movie getting its recut with all like the vhs recut the annabelle jankle rocky morton cut and it's got all the deleted scenes deleted scenes that we thought were lost to time did you hear about that we're not in the same circle <laughs> We are not in the same circles. Did you hear about the iCarly reboot? I, I've never seen iCarly in my life. <laughs> we did not like the same things. That's it. It's just like, why do we even try? Why do we even try? The only thing we have in common is wrestling. Oh, and some shows. 
Um, last couple of ones we just had come in said Wan Villia said, uh, I hope to see you guys in Chicago. You're going to be going to Chicago, aren't you? For yeah, um, all I out, my flight and my hotel. So, yeah, Louis Dangor will be going to all out as well. And Sky Lone said, Just want to send my love to you both. You're doing amazing things for the wrestling scene. Also, Denise, I was writing this and you said you weren't a Bowie fan. Be careful when saying that around us Brits. Don't you worry, I will make Denise a Bowie fan. I don't have time to become a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time. You didn't even know who Gabriel Iglesias was. And he's like, wasn't from like the 1970s. <laughs> but he's not a thing here. I don't know. Like, it's not like, do you know who, Bo Burnham isn't a thing here either. Like, Bo Burnham isn't a thing here either. But like, Ooh. Bo Burnham. But like, I hear he's massively popular. I've never seen any of his stuff, but I hear he's popular. But I, I he's not had a show here. No, I'm... I, I haven't watched his stuff either, so. Yeah. Also, I, this Iglesias fellow, he's not David Bowie. I'm um, sorry, but, like, are there any, like, famous comedians there that you, that you like, like or a fan of or that are actually big there? Yeah, loads of comedians here. Dave Gorman is an incredible comedian over here. Love all the stuff that he's doing. Um, Sarah Pascoe is a superb comedian, as is her ex-boyfriend, John Robbins. Ellis James is doing great work. Right, we don't have the same comedians. We do not even have the same comedians. Also, um, look at this. It's Cyclone, not Skylone. It's spelt Skylone. It's literally spelt S-Y-K-E-L-O-N-E. That's Oh, no, that is Cyclone. Sorry, I didn't read it right. <laughs> okay, that's on me. That's absolutely on me. Do apologize. Yep, that that's that oh, one's wow. on me, guys. You oh got wow. Oh man. I got I got so called out there and I was wrong. So wrong. This is the second time this happens to you, by the way. Last time it happened to you with that Eurovision thing. Oh man, I know, right? What was it like meeting Sean Rossap? It was weird. It was so weird. I kept telling him, I was like, I feel like you just popped out of my TV screen and became a real person. Kind of like um, Pinocchio. You know, like he's not a real boy and then he's a real oh, boy. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I, I was going to say, what? You're like, what, Pinocchio? <laughs> yeah, that's what, felt, that's, what it, that's what it reminded me of. And it was just so weird, like seeing a lot of people that, you know, I've only known online and just like seeing them in person. It was very, very strange. It felt like an alternate universe. Because you met Izzy as well, right? The media scrum. Yeah, I met her. I met John Alba. I met Nick Hausman. I met a couple of other people. I mean, yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. And it was a really fun time because it looked like a real fun weekend. Like the show was awesome. The show was really, really fun. I really enjoyed the show. The people, the people were hyped. I mean, they had a long line to get in. Uh, I think every seat was pretty much taken up. So it was, it was a really good time. How was your time in Florida overall? Really boring. I don't think that there's <laughs> much to do. I was in Jacksonville and the only thing there was to do was go to the zoo. Oh, yeah, you went to the zoo, didn't you? I saw you went there. I went to the zoo, and I came back with an entire arm full of mosquito bites. And you they didn't do this? You didn't spray up? I didn't even put sunscreen on. I didn't do nothing. I went so unprepared. I just forgot. Like, I just forgot. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the zoo. And then I was like, oh, I'm at the zoo. It's really hot, and I've got nothing on me. But what can you do? I was only there for, like, an hour, and then, like, I left, and it was a really nice time, though. I did that, and then that was kind of it. Like, there wasn't much to do or see. I was going to say, because you left quite early on the Sunday as well, right? 
Oh, they go on Monday even. No, Saturday. So I got there Saturday. And no, wait, when did I get there? Yeah, I got there Saturday, like at 4.30. So I had missed a lot. And then uh, I left really early Monday morning. So really the only time I had to see was Sunday before the actual show. Yeah. Are you excited for All Out, like going to another show? Yeah, because I'm doing it kind of different this time. So I'll be in Chicago for four nights. So cool. So I'm I'm leaving Thursday morning and I arrive Thursday, Chicago time, like 1.30. So I'll have pretty much the entire day to sightsee. And then Friday I'll have, well, I'll have somewhat of the day because I still have podcasts to do on Friday. And then Saturday I'll have the majority of the day. And then Sunday I'll have um, not as much time because I do have plans already for Sunday and then go home Monday. Um, how has your living situation been with your fiance? Are you now sort of like in sync with each other? Or are you like on the same page with a lot of things? I think we're still (laughs) struggling in terms of like trying to find, um, because I work all day essentially. And then there's times where it's kind of like, okay, now I just kind of want to have like me time. So I think I'm struggling more in like finding me time and us time. Uh, because before it used to be so like regimen, like I had me time like Monday through Friday after I was done with work, I had me time at night and then Saturday and Sunday was like us time. And so now it's kind of like, well, when exactly is the us time? When exactly is the meantime? So like yesterday was the first time I had me time in a very long time. I just sat on the couch. I read a book. It was so nice. I actually have like, I almost went to sleep super late. So I was almost done. I needed like 20 pages left to finish the book. But then I was like, oh my God, I got to wake up early for the podcast. So I, I forced myself to go to sleep. And so um, yesterday was the first time that like I actually had like time to myself and it was weird though because like I was in the living room doing something he was in the bedroom watching tv and like that was the first time we were like doing our own thing what uh what book are you reading um it's called it ends with us it's like it's it's like this romantic heartbreaking type of book it's from my favorite author her name is Colleen Hoover I read all her books this is like my fifth book of hers that I've read and I'm about to fit I'm actually gonna finish it right now after this podcast because I only have like 20 pages left and I was so into it last night I was like I read the oh pretty much the entire thing yesterday so it was just like I couldn't hang on for like the last couple of pages so I'm like dying to know what's gonna happen because randomly I was on Twitter and I was just scrolling on Twitter and the most random thing some girl posted on Twitter, I just finished reading this book who wants to talk about the ending. And I was like, I looked at it, I was like, that's the same book I'm reading. <laughs> like, what are the chances that me and somebody else on my Twitter feed are reading the exact same book? So anyways, I hit her up and she's like, when you're when you're done reading it, we need to talk. I was like, oh my God, okay. So I kind of have like some theories as to how the book may end, but I am <sighs> not sure. I know that it ends sad. So I'm curious as to like, well, was it is was it sad for her? Is it going to be sad for me? I don't know. So I'm like dying to know what's going to happen in the end. Well, well, we know traditionally Denise Salcedo does not get sad over things. Denise Salcedo <laughs> does not cry over things. No, but you know what, though? A good book will make me cry. I have cried really? at several books. Yeah, because it's like you reading it's like it makes it creates like these stories in your mind and so like you've invested so much of time and you know these characters and i mean it's 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 in-depth stuff (laughs) i am my parents are coming to stay this weekend which i'm really excited about i'm really excited to like host them and stuff um we are playing i'll talk about the game in a second but um my dad i'm watching game of thrones right 
So uh-huh. my dad's got the books. I've asked my dad to bring like the first book and stuff. I'm now at this point in watching Game of Thrones where I'm like, I might give the book a go. I might read an actual book for a change. No, but I thought you said you uh, didn't really like it. But I'm wondering if the book's going to be different, if I'm going to get more into the book than I am the TV show. I kind of feel like you should have done it the other way around. You should have read the book first, then watched the TV show. Yeah, no, but now TV, which is where we're watching Game of Thrones, has only got it until July. So oh, we're, a bit, we're a bit pressured into, we're a bit pressured into getting it finished. Oh, now. I see. See, I can't do that. Like, I can't read the – I can't watch the show and then read the book. I got to read the book first, then watch the show because I tried doing that one time, and I could not get into it because I was like, oh, my God, this is already so different from the movie. I can't accept it. And so I just gave up reading it. Yeah, I had that with um, uh, Ready Player One. Uh, while I know that, like it's not a, like it's not a great book by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a book that I very much enjoyed reading. And then I went to go and see the film version. the The film starts so differently from the book and doesn't do any of the good stuff that I like from the book. And I instantly was like, I'm not into this movie. Like it's exactly. it's not yeah, and I never really bummed me out. Exactly. Yeah, the same thing. Like the only time I think I felt like okay with both the movies and the books were the Hunger Games because I was one of those like massive Hunger Games fans. So yeah. I, didn't, I read all the books and I was not like, yeah, they missed some stuff obviously in the movies, but I wasn't completely dissatisfied. So my parents and I and my brother and his girlfriend are coming to stay. So the six of us are here, um, which we're, we're super duper excited about. We're playing this game, Denise. It's a game called Don't Get Got. What is so it? So Don't Get so don't get got is a game where you get given this wallet basically it's it's made for like parties and like if you're going on a night out with like a group of friends you each get given one of these wallets and in this has got six secret tasks for you all to do you've all got different tasks and Uh then if you if you complete one of your tasks you get to say that you nailed it or failed it and the person who wins at the end is going to get a prize so we're going to play it all weekend in private like nobody could know your tasks yeah, so you can't, if people work out or people think that you're doing this for the game and they say, are you are you trying to get me? Then that means I got guts, which means I failed oh, the task. Oh, so it's kind of, it, it's kind of obvious because if you're doing something that's not in your normal routine, then people will be like, well, that doesn't seem like you. So you get caught. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, so it's so like my... everyday stuff. Yeah, so my six tasks are get a player to accuse you of cheating in a game. So that'd be an interesting one. Make a player yawn. This is one I don't think I'm ever going to get done. Get a player to break something. I don't want to break anything in my house. Um, Get a player to show you how the Heimlich maneuver works. Get a player to kiss you. Get a player to go to the website for Don't Get Got. Oh, I think the last two will be easy. The plate one you can actually do by washing the dishes and accidentally dropping the plate. But I don't want to break any of my plates to these. Like, I know, like, in the spirit of the game and everything. <laughs> or one of the ugly plates that you don't like. You're like, I'm sick and tired of this plate. No, we just bought new stuff because oh. we've got fancy because we've got fancy guests coming over now. My parents, we've all we bought like new plates and that. Okay, buy a plastic plate. Here's the technicality. <laughs> Buy a plastic plate, accidentally break that, rip that one up, and count it as that. Well, I'm I'm thinking, because I can tie a couple of these together. My wife doesn't know what our tasks are yet. She doesn't want to know what they are ahead of time because she doesn't want to overthink things. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ahead of the game here. Um, if I get caught doing the cheating one, I can try and say that I was trying to cheat on this game, but we need clarifications. Can we go to the website and clarify the rules? Because if I fail that one, I do get the other one. 
Ah, see, you've already thought of a strategy. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah, it's all up here. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to having them here for the weekend. It's going to be real fun. They're here in like about half an hour's time. Oh, amazing, amazing. That's yeah, so, so super, ex super excited about that. Uh, so game. Yeah, I will do, yeah. Um, have you got any big plans for the weekend? No, I got to catch up on work. I'm very behind. Oh, Denise. Too, yeah, you work too hard, man. No, I need to work harder. I'm behind. <laughs> Like yesterday, I didn't could not afford those like five hours I spent reading that book. I if had I had <laughs> I done work yesterday, I wouldn't be working this weekend. But instead, I chose to read a dang book, and now I'm behind. <laughs> um, this is like I I knew you need to get out of here, and I need to get out of here because I need to edit this podcast. But um, I've just seen something in the back end of this that I loaded up to show Ollie, and I haven't shown anyone else this yet. Um, someone I went to school with got in touch with me on Twitter recently and said like, oh, my mum was going through all of her old photos. She's found a photo of us from at school together when we were in primary school. So we were like, um, let's have a look at this, maybe like 11 years old. And we were doing a play together and like we were the two leads. Do you want to see a picture of it? Yeah, send it to me. Oh my God. Which one are you? I'm the guy in the middle wearing the sunglasses and That's the cool you? vest. That's me. Oh my God. Wait, what are you, what's your role here? So it was a retelling of Cinderella. Um, where, where are like, you so supposed to be? I'm Prince. Or like, the, I'm, prince. I'm, the, I'm, I'm the music star. I'm a music star. Though. I'm a pop sensation called The Prince. Oh my God. You look like emo Orange Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> or like pirate Orange Cassidy. Yeah, those were big ass 90 sunglasses. This would have yeah. been about like 96, maybe 96, 97, I want to say. Were you say. forced to wear that? No, uh, but yeah, that was, the, that was the outfit they had picked out for me. That, how is that a prince's outfit? Well, it's not, it's not a prince outfit. I'm a music star. That's, I'm a music star. Like, oh, that's, I like, I'm, so, so that scene there was like on, so we have a, a what well, we used to have a, a weekly show here called Top of the Pops which is where music stars would go and like showcase their new singles and stuff. And they play music videos and whatnot. Um, so this was on the set, the set of top of the pops after I've just finished my performance and I'm going to like, you know, do the whole big Cinderella thing. And, and then she turns me down and walks away. So it's a women empowerment thing. Um, <laughs> in, in 1996, we were ahead of the curve. Yeah, um, so, yeah. so this is me at the end of like my top of the pops performance. I did a song and dance routine, like on, as part of the performance yeah to i believe the theme tune to space jam by quad city djs wow you had a life man That's <laughs> you sang yeah. and danced i can't even oh, imagine yeah. that <laughs> i used to tread the boards a lot when i was a kid i was a child actor i used to do a lot of plays and stuff um anyway that's enough for me. You don't even get to see the picture because it's an audio medium. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all have a great weekend. Pete and Tempest will be back tomorrow with the SmackDown podcast. And Ollie and I will be back on Tuesday with the Raw review. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.